Well, hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Forever Bristol City podcast, coming to you from uh, somewhere offshore. And uh, the final score in West London at Craven Cottage. When are they ever going to finish that stand? They've been building that for about three years. It finished Fulham 6, City 2. First time City have conceded six goals since the uh, 6-0 reverse against uh, Watford, which I think was followed by uh, Dean Holden's uh, departure. But uh, joining me uh, this evening is Ian and anybody else who wants to to join in. Ian, uh, did we see that come in, a reverse like that? It didn't look like it after nine minutes, but uh, your initial thoughts on the game. I didn't like the uh, the setup of the team with Jada Silva at right wing back. It was okay as a short-term thing against Fulham, but when they brought the their substitutes on, in other words, when we were playing against their first team, um, I thought he got exposed. But then, then again, so did O'Dowda down the left. So one thing I couldn't understand today was when Zach Viner was brought inside to Mark Mitrovic. Now, for the people that don't know, and I've been accused of being height obsessed, Zach's six foot two, Thomas Callas is six foot, so he's the smallest of our centre-backs today. But I think he's the best in the air. So normally, Viner plays right centre-back when we play a three, and Callas plays centre of three. Yeah. They switched it today for some for reasons that baffle me. And I can't say you could see a team train and play all week and know you were up against and do that. Well, that was the, it. The- Ian, I mean, I, I got to agree with you 100% there because, I mean, the first goal, it was Viner versus Mitrovic. And then the second goal, I think it was either O'Dowda or Scott. And then the third one, I think Viner was found wanting a game. But, you know, you put your best player against your opposition's best player from a defensive standpoint, don't you? So I 100% agree with you you, on that. What what you do is you look at what you have and what the opposition have, and we haven't got anybody within a mile of uh, Harry Wilson or um, Mitrovic in terms of quality. Okay, I mean, Mm. Mitrovic has changed hands for about 40 million, I think, in two moves, and they bought uh, Wilson for 12 million quid from Liverpool. Yeah. I don't expect our guys to be as good as them. No. So what do you say, right, we're very short in our team. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Just this week and this week only, we'll put a player on each post from corners. Because if that had happened, uh, the third goal, I think it was, wouldn't have gone in if we'd have had a player on the post. But we we don't. And modern thinking is you don't put players on the post. You put them out to compete. Well, when you're there's such a discrepancy and such a disadvantage, and you've got the quality that Wilson delivers with, um, you know, I think if you if you turned it around and we had Wilson and Mitrovic against Fulham's defence, I think we'd have beat them. Oh God, so, yeah, because they weren't that. Yeah, I mean, defensively they weren't that good. I mean, picking up on you said weren't. about the side being set up. I was an advocate of JDS playing at right wing back because you know I've been. Parking on about that and to ridicule on the Twitter and, and OTIB this week because I thought he had a good 50 minutes against Fulham last week. So when it lined up with Jay De Silva, what I didn't agree with, because then I thought that you'd have a back three of um, Viner, Callas and Atkinson, which is what finished last week against Fulham. But, oh, no, this clown O'Dowd is there and defensively is weak. And I know we're going to go through the goals 
in a in a in a moment, not in massive detail, but we'll pick them all off. But O'Dowda, I keep saying week in, week out, and I get berated for it by some people on there. He's my new scapegoat or what have you, but I don't care, right? That sixth goal, it was a fantastic strike, but he was made to look a mug and defensively he offers nothing. And I think if it had been JDS, Viner, Callas, Atkinson and Pring wide on the left, I'm not saying we would have not conceded six, but that has a great deal more physicality than uh, the way he set the side up. So I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not one of a minority that are saying, oh, well, the players aren't playing for the manager. But like you, Ian, I was baffled. But um, but there we go. Um, before we talk about the action, d- fifteen minute delay was that a power cut or a power yes. um, outage? Yes. Yeah, they had a problem. It was a cut in the area, yeah, was it, it, rather than a few? Not, not worth discuss. Not worth discussing. Move on. Yes, it was a it was a, a power problem with electricity. So just we kicked off fifteen minutes late. I don't think that affected anything, did it? Uh, I don't know. You never know, do you? Anyway, um, look, I mean, the first goal, let's look at the bright things. Yeah, we'd given them a few little chances, but um, Scott's pass to Semenya, he had four defenders around him. What a cracking strike that was. I mean, that's what he's been promising to do, and he does it twice in one afternoon. But how did, how did you rate that goal? And it put City in a great start, didn't it? First, The first one was a great team goal. Max O'Leary got the ball. He rolled it out to Scott. Scott progressed forward in... Scott, unlike a lot of our players, can see a pass and execute sometimes. Um, and he got the ball out to Antoine. Antoine got in the box, uh, turned the defender inside out, left foot, bang, get in the top corner. And when you hit the ball with that pace from that close, unless it's right at the keeper, he's not got much chance. But that was a tremendous goal. It was actually a better goal than the second one because the second one he scored came from a deflection. But he still had a lot to do. I mean, he turns... Yeah. Ream on the halfway line, and then he's uh, Reed's coming back trying to stop him, and he he, he gives him a big shove in Seaton, uh, sticks him on his backside, right foot in off the post, two two tremendous goals and two um, cracking goals, which put us so that's twice goal. twice we've taken the lead, but prior to that second goal, I mean the hint of what was to come, Mitrovic uh, went close with a near post header, Cabano was wide, and then the equalising goal. Uh, the, the, to make it 1-1 on 21. It was a cross by Harry Wilson and Viner was just, it was it was a man against a it was a boy against a man wasn't it really the way he was in the way he was allowed to yeah, I work, described just it in a, that in. I described it in a in a tweet I did after or after one of those goals it was like watching an under 18 player against a, a 28 year old experienced bloke. Um and and that lack of physicality in our team. I mean, we've only got one centre-back who is really capable of going up against Mitrovic physically, and that's Nathan Baker. Um, we don't we, yeah. we don't know yeah. if we're going to see Nathan again this season. I just wish him, take the chance to wish him well. Pearson was asked after the game, and I can't stand all this Nige stuff. It's like when people call Johnson Boris. I just want to, oh, I just want to explode. Uh, but, uh, asked Nigel if Rob Atkinson had been close to getting the nod to start today. I think Zach has been our, our outstanding centre-back in recent weeks, so not that close to selection, no. Which is going to make Rob, probably Zach Viner, feel a bit better. And Rob Atkinson uh, feel, feel like SH1T, isn't it? I would have thought. But still, let's, let's see what he does. Let's see what he yeah. does next. next 
next next time, well, again, which is a big game next week. Um, but again, before that, we went two one. Before we went two one back in front. Um, Cabano had a shot saved, and then Cabano crossed, and Mitrovic had that shot or the header saved when Max tipped it over the bar. I mean, I don't blame O'Leary for any of the goals, and I personally think it would be a travesty if conceding six brought back Dan Bentley because, you know, we have been playing, it sounds strange on the back end of a 6-2 defeat, but a different type of football without the big woof downfield. I mean, what did you think of um, Max O'Leary's performance today? And I'd, I'd give Max a, a 6 out of 10. I don't think he made, I don't think he made any mistakes, uh, and, but I don't think he made outstanding saves either. But I don't think most of the goals were uh, savable. I mean, if if you look at it, if you look at the quality that they had in their team, I said last week, the five players they brought on have changed hands for about 100 million quid. Yeah. And one interesting thing today is Tom Kearney got two assists. He came on as a sub last week, didn't start. But then the other assists were spread amongst Wilson, Mitrovic, Ream, um, and Tosin, the centre-back. So... Mm. Uh, you know, we aren't going to. Um, we need to be able to compete against these teams, and for that, for me, we need to be more tackle. We need to a. We need to be at full strength, and we weren't today. And um, we need to be tactically far more aware. So, for example, Luton beat Bournemouth today. Now, we could have lost by ten against Bournemouth. It wouldn't have been a disgrace, and. and you know, I think Bournemouth more or less, as soon as they scored two, they packed in because they knew we couldn't score. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, we need to be better against these teams. What we need to do to stay up, and it's all well, about let's, let's talk up. about the, Let's focus on the game, Ian, in, for a few right. more moments. And we'll talk about balance of, uh, balance of season. I mean, the second goal that made it 2-2, I mean, no shortage of action for the neutral team. Uh, Tete, is that how he pronounced his name, got on across. Mitrovic, header, Cabano tapped it in. I mean, again, not great from a defensive point of view, was it? No? No, I thought our defence was terrible today and the midfield wasn't wasn't far in front of them. Um, well, when I, when I saw we were playing two in, in, in central midfield, uh, obviously th- there isn't a lot more you can do because Joe Williams, I think apparently he was at Wigan today. Um, so... He's nowhere near coming back. Matty James has got the same injury that he had previously. He's, he's foot injury, foot. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exactly the same. It's a re- it's either a reoccurrence or it's exactly the same foot. So the last time, it well, it wasn't that serious, and he finished up being out for about a month, I think. So I, I don't know what what we can do, but I do know that if we're playing the better sides, we must have three in central midfield because we do, but. Unfortunately, uh, with the size of our squad, we haven't got the players to be able to do that unless you do something really out of left field and start, I don't know, you put somebody like Cameron Pring in, in midfield. I mean, well, we you can put Zach Viner. Ian, you can put Zach Viner in midfield and Backinson as well if you're talking pure numbers. It's not quality, but, you know, we were overrun. I mean, the third goal, I thought, summed up those midfield two, uh, their third goal, summed up the, the, the midfield two today who were, you know, we're great fans of uh, Hanoa Masengo. I thought he was poor. I thought he was poor. And I thought Andy King 
wasn't great either. And that Cavallo, we were talking about, I know it was Tovey I was talking about with the goal, but he ran from the halfway line with King and Hanoa in, well, nowhere. I mean, it was a good strike though, wasn't it? Yeah, to make it, give them the lead for the first time. It was a good strike, but if you look at, if you allow a player like that to run with the ball without anybody tackling him, tripping him up uh, Mm. or anything like that, um, then that's what he's going to do. So, so yeah, for, for, for the, from a Fulham perspective, good goal from our perspective. Why didn't somebody tackle him? Why didn't a defender come out and close him down? Because we didn't. We just allowed him to do it. Um, And, okay, you you could be allowed to do Well, the defenders were holding the line. You could argue the defenders were holding the line, couldn't you? Yeah. And, you know, the midfield were nowhere. Yeah, but it's no good holding the line, Dave, if if you allow a bloke to run at you and shoot from 20 yards. And these guys are good. They're they're ex-Premier League players or Premiership in waiting, as I think you called them. But they're ex-Premier League players. and They're not League One players who are going to smash it wide nine times out of ten. You know, six, seven times out of ten, these guys will stick the ball in the back of the net. If, if you don't mark them, mean close them down. And second goal they scored was the same. Where we went wrong was Campering tried to stand up and put his hands down by his side so he didn't handball it. Instead of cr- doing what he'd normally do, which is crash into the tackle and knock the ball out of play. And then the cross doesn't come in and the second one doesn't happen. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's lack of our the our lack of technical ability, in other words, first touch, passing, movement, absolutely shone through. Absolutely yeah. shone. You looked at it, and Fulham's Fulham were a yard per man quicker uh, apart from their defence. But, but speedy, and that's not anything to do with ability. That's fitness, is it not? Yeah. Because, I mean, I watched, we talk about balance of season, but I watched a bit of Luton and Bournemouth today as well, right? And when people go on about, oh, well, it's unfair, all these clubs have got parachute payments. You know, you look at the likes of Blackburn, Middlesbrough, Coventry, Luton today, Millwall, QPR, just turned over West Brom. They're tumbling down the uh, top uh, eight in the table. You know, fitness, ability, you look at Luton, you know, how many of their players would walk into our team? And the commentator said Luton play and train at 100%. So why aren't we compensating for a lack of ability with extra fitness, extra power? That's how they describe Luton, power play. Yeah, What's we, that we're down not, to? Well, we're not a powerful side. Um, in terms of physical fitness, that may have improved since last season. Let's be honest, it, c- it couldn't be any worse. At one point, we had 21 players injured. But I, I still think that if, if, you, if you look at it, fitness, were we still running about at the end? Yeah, we were running about. But as, as Semenyo showed, he's physically strong enough and quick enough at championship level. And that's a massive difference between... You know, sprint. Yeah, you could be really quick. It doesn't mean you're any good. And the same yeah. applies to people with great technical ability. People always said about Brian Tinian, oh, look, if only he had another yard of pace. If he had another yard of pace, he'd have been playing would for England. playing for us. I know. And, and I know. So, but at least he had the strength and he had that passing scope and that passing range. I thought our passing today, on the whole, there were some good periods of play, on the whole, I thought our passing, once again, was really rank. 
and uh, it, it's and, and and along with some of our movement. But it, it, playing King and Masengo against their midfield would be like putting out I don't know Axminster under 18s against Bristol City first team. They'd yeah. have no chance. And and I no. thought at times we were we were really chasing the game, and we are you know we didn't have much of the ball. Um, and there were some good bits. You know, should we have had a penalty when... Um, well, I was just going to come on to that, Ian, actually, when we talk about like the action. That, yeah, that, was, sure. that, was 30, that was 39 minutes, and it was a good break, Jada Silver-inspired break, in that right wing-back uh, position. Okay, yeah, he wasn't outstanding today, far from it. I don't think... Well, nobody was, but it was a good break. Vyman bought the save. Do you think uh, a more canny player would have gone down like a ton of bricks and got the penalty? Because... You had yeah. the advantage of seeing it a couple of times, and and you know if we got them back to three all, do you think the outcome would would have been well? We'd have got our third goal, so it wouldn't have been six two. But do you think that was a turning point, or do you think the, well, the, went, the end result went, was always? Well, they went straight up the other end and scored, didn't they? Well, they did. They so did. It, it, it probably that probably was the turning point of the game, but you could pick out probably a dozen moments like that, and and sometimes. You get them. Sometimes you don't. I thought the referee was absolutely outstanding today. Um, he's a yeah. good referee, that guy. Didn't and, notice uh, him. Didn't notice him, did we? No, Tim Robinson. Well, there weren't a lot of free kicks in the game, and he was good late on because he could have sent off Cam Pring for a second yellow when he pulled the lad back, and he didn't. And right. I think he said, "Well, it's it's six two. It's nothing major. He might have just bumped into him. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt." Now, other referees, Andy Davis, would have said, "Right, that's it. Second yellow. You're off." Um, yeah. So, I, I I don't think it would have been materially different. Uh, but we need against sides like that, you need to be far better organised um, and far more tactically adept than we are under Nigel Pearson and Curtis Fleming, who who were both defenders. Um, I know. I'm, I'm I know. We, we we're letting in way, way, way too many goals, and a lot of it's to do with the the defence. It's as much to do with midfield, and we're very weak. And it doesn't. I don't know if we're going to bring any players in. That as as time goes by, um, uh, as, as time goes I by, I don't think we are. I really no, don't. I, I don't. As time goes by, I don't think we're going to bring in players. And those two guys, you've got the two guys who started in central midfield, King and Masengo. The only other mid, well, you've got Benarus, another kid. And you've got Backinson, who's great one minute, terrible the next. So, you know, if, well, if before... Palmer, hang on, we've got... Well, it's pa- Palmer's well, a 10, got... really, isn't he? Well, he, he is seems, a 10. He seems, to be back in, got... he seems to be back in favour now, Palmer, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah I just think it's a case of who else do you pick? Because if you, if you look at it, who else would you, you could you pick on the subspench? You've got Danny Simpson. You know, why can't he play right wing back? Right back because that's what he is. Um, yeah. So how, how that's an admission. That's an admission. That's an admission that his legs have gone, isn't it? Which is not a great signing. I mean, the substance. The goal number five. Well, we go in five two down at half time. Who was the guy co-commentating on the football today? Um, well, on, he was on, a on, Bristol City professional development coach, and, and what that is, it's a guy who um, takes the players on the transition from under-23 to first-team football. 
All right. I mean, he was deluded at half time when he said if we get another goal, we might even go on to get the three points. That was yeah, as bad as Ross Osman. I know, I know what he could just say. No, but you could just not state stupid stuff. He could just say, well, we got yeah. a bit of a mountain to climb in the second half, but I'm sure the lads will do well. And if we could hold them in the second half, that'll be an improvement. I mean, come on. That was as bad as Russell Osman and escape to victory when they're 4-1 down. And they say, Russell says, oh, come on, we can still do it. Those of you that watch that film will only know that particular yeah, line. Yeah, but let's be honest, he had, he had Sylvester Stallone in goal. So, I mean, that, that's going to make a difference. <laughs> yeah, be built, like, built, built a bit like Ray Cashley, Sylvester Stallone in that film, If uh, those of you that can remember uh, Ray Cashley. But there we go. Um, let's say the sixth goal was a class strike, but O'Dowda made it easy for him. Making the substitutions four minutes into the second half or the, the first two, which is when he altered the shape of the side. That was Atkinson and Martin coming on for uh, Jada Silva and Masengo. Um, bearing in mind, we were weak in midfield. Well, the, Ian, the timing of the substitutions, why not just do it at half time? And we were weak in midfield. So what was the rationale for... Uh, uh, take taking Masengo off was he that bad? I said he was bad, but timing yeah. and the actual might, substitutions. Well, I think he might. I'm surprised he didn't take Semenyo off because uh, you know he might have had one eye on the Cardiff game. Um, I, I think Han will be in the team next week because quite simply, there's no one else. If if James is still injured, yeah, you, you you know what you do. Um, yeah, you more or less got to play. I would say you could probably play Viner in Pring his, his fullbacks, but who, do, who else? And you can play Atkinson in Callas as centre backs. At least you're going to be more solid than we were today. I mean, Cardiff aren't a patch on, um, aren't a patch on Fulham, and you wouldn't expect them to be. But yeah. um, well, honestly, they're having, a, they're having a pretty shit time themselves at the moment, Cardiff, aren't they? I think they've lost eight of their last nine home games or something like that. Yeah, and you know, yeah, I mean, that is going to be. Sorry, go on. Well, that's what we've got to rely on, Dave, because those are the type of sides we've got to beat or at least not lose to. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> we're a bottom eight side. There's no two ways about it. And the more I'm hearing about next season and the worries around financial fair play and all the rest of it, and we've got players that are earning a lot of money and we can't shift. That seems to be the top and bottom of it. So, um, you know, all the stuff, the claptrap we've been hearing, I've been calling it claptrap for the last five, six years um, uh, about, you know, five five pillars or five pillocks, whatever it was, and financial fair play and all the rest of it, sustainable this and sustainable that. It is just complete nonsense. And um, I'm, I'm afraid... The more I hear, I don't get enthused by it. Uh, I, I don't think, wow, that's going to make me rush out and buy a season ticket because we lost three thousand season ticket holders, and a lot of them had been with had been with City, had been season ticket holders for seven years or more. So you've got yeah. some twenty guys in there who went, do you know what? I've had enough of this, and I don't think you've got the post lockdown bounce that got the season ticket sales going last year. I mean, I'd be very interested to see how many season tickets, how many half-season tickets they sold and where we are 
in terms of the number of holders because I'm well, you just got to look, you've got to look at how many people have got tickets that don't even uh, show up because yeah. I've noticed that this season you know and I mean I, yeah. I as you know I've done corporate but I've been so hacked off with it for the last four seasons prior to this one that you know I've cut my car well, I will go will come what may as you will although I know you live a long way away and so you well, know you're going to be if more I'm, if discerning if, if, if aren't you if I'm in the country, I'll normally go. Um, yeah. But if it's normally 10%, and it's been the same for years, 10% of season ticket holders don't turn up for one reason or another. I, you know, it could be anything, can't it? You know, death in the family or it's sickness or holiday, anything yeah. like that. But that's the normal figure. So if you've got 15,000 season ticket holders, there's always 1,500 don't turn up, and they are counted in the gate. And I think we'll have a good turnout, even though it's an early kickoff. I think we'll have a good turnout for Cardiff. So people aren't that act off with it. But I, I honestly think these are these are must-win games for us because we have to start getting up to that mid-table security. Um, and, and I know that uh, Reading and Derby have had the points deductions and Peterborough aren't going very well at all. Um, albeit we, we've been linked with one of their players, or in fact two of them, is that Johnson-Clark-Harris? Uh, Johnson-Clark-Harris. And I'm wondering to see what the reaction from the fan base is about an ex-Rovers player. But anyway, everybody took to Matty Taylor, didn't they? So well, you never people know. People took the Beadle in days gone by, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, so, well, sticking, you know. up, sticking him up front with Masengo, and at least you've got a bit of physicality and a bit of presence up yeah. there that we haven't got at the moment. Uh, but yeah. there's more to it than that. I think d- defend- we need to do something radical uh, defensively because... God forbid Callas gets an injury. We really are up to our necks in it, you know, and, and it, it, that's one player. So I, yeah. I really, I really think we, we, we must do something, even if it's, even if it's bringing in loans. Um, right. Ian, sorry, just, just dropped my pen. Um, three peeps asked the question and we talked about it at the beginning. They just asked it in a text about 10 minutes ago. Um, why aren't the club telling us, why aren't they being open about Baker, why aren't they just saying he's got a severe head injury and we don't expect him to play this season? And Jason, Jason Cundy, Robbie Cundy, um, you know, is the indication is that Pearson considers him a bit like Louis Britton that he's he's you know he's not bothered whether he's fit or not. He's not going to pull him back. And also he was asked about Taylor Moore and he said he's on loan. Surely for all his inadequacies, the defensive problems we've got and the lack of being able to go out and get players better than what we got, do you think it would have made sense to call Taylor Moore back? Because his wage isn't that big such that it's going to inflate the wage bill, is it? No, they it, it, it doesn't. Um, well, let's t- talk about all of them. First of all, Nathan Baker, they don't need to give a precise reason. They could say um, Nathan's uh, Nathan's out for the season, and but he'll be back in the summer. So that stops all the questions getting asked. Every Absolutely. Week. The Absolutely. press conference this week I thought was a disgrace. Um, you had four people on there, and they all asked more or less the same question. So I know Pearson's irritable, but I'd be irritable if four people asked me the same question one after the other in a slightly different way. I I think the standard is absolutely dreadful. So 
when somebody said about Baker, no, oh, no, there's no, no change there. Why didn't the follow-up come? So, Nigel, is it possible that Nathan could be out for the season? And at that point, he says, well, yeah, I suppose he could be. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, but I think they just all come out. It's, I don't think it's a question of coming clean. I mean, I don't want to know the precise details of his head injury. Uh, there were rumours going around that he'd been advised to retire. Um, I've been told by someone that knows that no decision has been made around that. So I, I can clear that up, and it's definitely from someone who knows. So yeah, I, I no decision has been made around him retiring uh, or being advised to quit. But all they need to do to take the pressure off, and it takes the pressure off Nathan as well, they can say, yeah, we're not expecting to see Nathan back this season uh, and we're yeah. going to give him a summer to, summer to recuperate. Or he could say, we don't expect to see him back till the closing stages of the season, right? And the closing stages, yeah, but say the last 10 games. Saying, yeah? yeah, but then you get through to April and people say, well, when you say the closing stages, do you mean the last five games? The last eight games? The last yeah. 10? If you say he's out for the no, season... No, but it leaves the door open. It, 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 it shuts it down. Okay, yeah, it's like if, it shuts it down. All, yeah, no, I agree. I yeah, agree. If, if all of a sudden Nathan Baker says, you know, recovers... With any amount of games left, 10 games left, you say, oh, great news, Nathan's back in training, da-da-dee-da-dee-da. And then Earlier you've than anticipated, it. you've raised, you've not, you've you've presented the worst-case scenario, yeah, and yeah. then if he comes back early, that's a positive. I mean, AA BCFC has said on it, unless we, unless we are signing a centre-back, he should have brought back Taylor Moore for cover. If nothing else, he can also fill in at right-back, right-wing-back. Yeah. Yes, you he know, can. And, that's a lot and he's, he's right been, footed. He's been playing. Well, he's been playing for Hearts. It, 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 right back, right wing back. So, yes, I, I, is the question is, is Taylor more better than Riley Taylor? Yes, he is. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Well, he's different side of the field he, as okay. well, my yeah. man. He's left. He's right footed, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is right footed. But with Cundy, one thing Cundy did do. He's won more balls in the air in a very physical division in a, in League One last season. Now, wow, couldn't we have done with somebody like that today, Markin Mitrovic? Because if you saw how well Fulham played when he went off, I know they'd taken their foot off the gas, but they weren't anything like as good when Mitrovic left the field. Nothing like it. Not even close. So, no. I, I you know, he, and Kundi's the big six foot three, six foot four guy. And uh, he's done. He's done two games. He's did half of one game. He's done seventy-five minutes in another. I suppose his next uh, step is is to play ninety minutes for the under twenty-threes or a couple of ninety-minute games. The same thing with Joe Williams. Is Nathan Baker? Where's you know Joe Williams has been back training for two three weeks. I think so. He's joining yeah. in. He's training. So why is he nowhere near the team? Well, we need to be careful. Yeah, and I heard the only thing I heard there is that. The nature of his injuries, we have to be careful in bringing him back. Yeah, well, so, we brought him back before, and he's got injured straight away. So, what are we going to do? I'd like, I'd have asked. Okay, so what are we going to do different now? Will Joe have to play a couple of games for the under twenty threes as Robbie Cundy has? Is is that his pathway back into the team? What are we going to do this different now from last time? So if you remember last time, he came back against Sheffield United in an FA Cup game, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he broke down. 
That's right, and he last played against that Forest. Was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He played against Forest Green this season, broke down. So when I, I'd have been asking questions around, well, what's his pathway? What do you? What does he need to do to be selected for the first team? Because in terms of ability, on the limited amount I've seen of him in a City shirt, he's better than any of our other central midfielders, with a poss- possible exception of Sengo on a really good day, right? Yeah, no, so I agree. 100% agree. He's certainly good enough to be in the team, right? Yeah. And Bristol Red, I'm mentioning Cundy because it's been brought up and because he's a centre-back. Yeah, we're right? not obsessing about we're not obsessing about him, we're Bristol. We're obsessing about right? him, we're just talking about defensive our defense today, If you looked at our defence today and somebody said, well, what could Bristol City do with? You just said a bloody good centre-half. Somebody who can win the ball in the air. Because... Yeah. Mitrovic, I don't think he lost the header today. Not one. Yeah. And and he's also, he's a very good footballer. He's very good with the ball at his feet, chest in it. Yeah. But he's yeah. a he's like a wardrobe. You know, so yeah. I can understand why he's he's um God. Sorry, I'll answer this. You you say something, Dave, I'll just answer this fellow again. Go on. He's never played for us. How can he be a bloody good centre back? He played a whole season in uh, League One for Gillingham. Yeah. So yeah. Well, the question, the question to us is if you don't play him, how do you know? And if you're not going to play him, release him and sign yeah. somebody. You already got yeah. rid of the wages then, aren't you? Just release the bloke. And then you go and sign free transfer for uh, Gillingham or somebody like that. And we can hang on a few years and then sign him for two or three million quid, like we did with, with Atkinson, 1.6 million. Yeah, because we didn't know he'd had one season in League Two before he came here, didn't he? That's what that's what was it League Two or League One he was in? Atkinson. Well, he's with Oxford. What are they? League One, aren't they? Yeah, League One. Yeah, sorry, League One. But that's all he'd done. Yeah. So you know, Thomas, what's Thomas saying? Cundy will be released when his contract is up. There you go. So, so, so he's going to go the same way as Louis Britton, isn't he? I guess that he's not going to. Well, he's, he's, he's out of contract at the end of the season. So's so's Lewis Britton. So yeah. okay, then then we need to sign a centre back. Exactly, but I bet the wages of those two don't equal the wages of Danny Simpson, who's not playing at no. all because he's knackered. This is the well, stupidity I mean, of it. We don't, know, we, we don't know what he is, Dave, but certainly from a, a signing perspective, nothing against the bloke, <clears throat> but he's been he's been a waste of a wage. Yeah, that's right. Tomo's saying Cundy is on peanuts. Yeah, absolutely right, as is Louis Britton. But we've got, yeah. you know, we're meant to be being frugal. So we go out and splash the cash on Leicester City old boys, yeah. And to be fair, yeah, Matty James being the virtual exception when he's playing. But to be fair, they've not lived up to expectations. To me, they're, they've been a little bit like Gary O'Neill. That Oh, look at who we've signed, yeah. And it's never been that player that lifts us based on their experience, yeah. Matty James think, maybe yeah. is an exception I, to that rule. I, I think James has been has been the best of the three. <clears throat> let's put let's put it that way. And, and but at the moment he seems to have a recurring injury, and he has had a bad time in his career previously with injuries. So if you're relying on the on getting um, James back in the team, say for example for the Cardiff game, it may be that Pearson thinks, well, if I leave him out today, that'll give him. A week because he didn't play last week either, so he's had a, a couple of weeks, uh, or even possibly three weeks since the last time. Oh, he played. It'd be three weeks by the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
to, to, to get him and he might be able to play that game and of the two games the Cardiff game is the one we by far we've got the best chance of oh, winning oh we've got to win that we've got so to win that I mean I'm looking good. at the yeah he's done that sorry we don't know we don't know no we just we just don't know I mean in terms of midfield uh, you yeah, know picking a side for um, Cardiff you know I guess you know, you got to go for the Callan if you're going to play three five two. You go to Callas, Atkinson, Pring, and then you have. Uh, do you, do you have Viner? Do you have Viner as the right wing back then, since De Silva's not working? And yeah, you know, just don't want to see Callum O'Dowda put on a City shirt again. I just think he offers nothing. I said this last week, and be, you know he he's a whip. I would that strongly, but it depends. Are you going to play with a winger? which Callum is, he's a left winger, or are you going to play with a wing back? In which case, Callum Pring's um, Cameron Pring is a better option. Now, can Zach play right wing back? Not an ideal position, but I'd rather see him there than Alex Scott it, from a defensive standpoint. So yeah. that, that means you can push Scott into where he played today, which is a 10, which I think is his best position. Yeah. Um, or you could introduce him as an impact player. As I think, we, we desperately need three players in central midfield. And, and I think we need yeah. that next week yeah. as well, because yeah. as a two, yeah. Masengo and King aren't strong Doesn't enough. work. Doesn't work. I mean, you talk about Not wingers, defensive. right? Wingers. O'Dowda, we know what is capable of which is not enough end product you know i sort of did a little player cam on him and he did one or two good things but lots of bang average things right if you want to talk yeah. about having a having a uh, having a winger why not benarus i could not see benarus being any less effective than a bloke who's been here in his sixth season and has played all the matches he had and limited assists and limited goals. I would much sooner see Benarus wearing that shirt. And he's got a little bit of devilment about him. He'll get stuck in. O'Dowda does those stupid, annoying little fouls where he leaves a foot in there. I don't. He did a couple today, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I want to see the youngsters, and I would much sooner have Benarus in instead of O'Dowda, or even Jada Silva playing on that left side in front of Pring. Because I don't think De Silva on the right, uh, sorry, on the left, you know, left fullback in a, in a four, you know, is, I, I just don't think he's, um, I just don't think he, he's tall enough. There we go. We're obsessing about height again. <laughs> well, Benarus is more of a central player. And, and as somebody's quite rightly said on here, Jimmy Mann, um, he doesn't possess the pace of Callum O'Dowda. And, and Callum O'Dowda has got pace. Um, well, but we never see him got- use it enough. Well, we do. He Dave. doesn't use he, it he, enough. He's, he's got crossing, but it's no good asking Callum O'Dowda to do something he can't, like defending from set pieces. Or play he can't do that. <laughs> he's a left winger. Clive, Clive yeah. Whitehead was a was a was a much better player, but he he wasn't great in the air from set pieces. And we had other people that could do that. You know, your Norman Hunters, your Gary Colliers, your Jeff Merricks, and players like that. So yeah. you know, it's horses for courses. But if you we don't we don't concede. QPR's late winner at Ashton Gate if Chris Martin's on the field taking up that near post position and not Callum so stop asking players ask down to the manager stop asking players to do what they can't do Mm. you know Thomas Callas is one of the best players but you wouldn't play him as a 10 would you 
absolutely not. This is backtracking a bit. Tell me, why did we get rid, or why did he? Why did we get rid of Nicholas Eliasson? Because if you look at, if he, he is everything that he didn't want to yeah, say, because they, he wasn't being played, was he? Yeah, we've been through this before. Nicholas Eliasson didn't want to play, didn't want to stay because he wasn't getting a regular starting place, and no manager, Johnson, who signed him, Holden, nobody gave him a regular starting place and he wanted to play first team football. Yeah. So, so that's why he left and he wouldn't sign a new contract and very sensibly because he didn't want to stay, we sold him. Now, uh, as opposed to, oh, you could name him, couldn't you? Jiju, who went, who walked away for nothing, Nicky Maynard. And, you know, he's going to stay with us and he loves us and we love him. We heard Liam Walsh, another one. So, you know, the players, it, sometimes the player says, look, you know, I'm not starting games. I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to play. You've got to sell them. And that's what you do. Yeah, you don't no, hang on to their contract. If you pay five million quid for them, you don't let them do that. No. But what when you look at the number of assists that Eliasson had, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and if he was played consistently, why well, why wasn't he played consistently? Why was Callum O'Dowda being played ahead of him? Because if you look at ability, assists, and a, a goal-scoring record that is certainly not worse than Callum O'Dowda, what was it they didn't like about him? Well, they, di- they didn't like the fact that he wasn't that great at defending. So it's, it makes you well, make is up... Callum? Is Callum? Yeah, but, yeah, but you... No, he's not. But so... That's why I say you don't ask players to do what they can't do. So he was a very effective substitute. And, and when he got the highest number of assists, and from memory it was 15 or 16, who do you think got the second highest number of assists? Go on. Jack Hunt. Another yeah. bloke we signed for 1.8 million and we let walk. Now, he wasn't everybody's yeah. cup of tea, but no. God, I, I know I'd rather have it right wing back, him or Jay De Silva. Or even Zach Viner. So, or Danny Simpson. Okay, let, yeah. Let players go. Find players come, players go. I've seen hundreds over the years. But have a have a plan. Have a plan to say, well, I'm going to let him go. Okay, then. So, what are you, what are you going to do then? And what formation are you going to play? First of all, mm. Pearson needs to decide what formation he's going to play. And he needs yeah. to bring in players who can play in the positions in that formation. Not trying shorn Jada Silver in it right wing back, no. or turn uh, uh, Zach Viner into a dominant um, centre back, which he isn't. So, you know, it, play players in their best position where they can add the best value, and and decide what formation you're going to play, and give it a try for five games. You know, if you want to play three five two, great. If you want to play four five one, come four three three, fabulous. But for God's sake. Just give it a rest. I mean, we'll, yeah. we might go to a yeah. back four next week against Cardiff. And all that chopping and changing, So a lot of the players got to be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, where am I playing next week? Am I left back, left wing? And it must come into their head in a game that, you know, a player makes a forward run and thinks, oh, Christ, hang on a minute. No, I'm I'm playing left back this week. I'm not a left winger, so I've got to get back there. It, it must confuse the players. And I'm not seeing any any sort of consistency in that. And it's all right, Pearson, getting terse with people when they say, how close was Rob Atkinson and 
um, you know, would you think about doing this? But you can do that if you're winning. But but when you're not winning games, what have we lost now? Four out, four out the last six, five out the last six. Yeah, they have. Uh, well, you know, no, they had so, uh, four home. They had four home games in a row, and they lost three yeah. of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and and now mm-hmm. we've lost four out of the last five. Yeah. So it's, it's not going brilliant. He's got to be a, a, a expect to to be asked some searching questions. You know, I thought the guys the other day. The next question was going to be, "What's your favourite colour?" I mean, let's let's start asking. Not to, I'm going to say awkward questions. You've got to ask All questions. All right, well, look, Ian, you're going to get a perfect. You're going to get a perfect opportunity to ask questions because this coming Thursday is Senior Reds lunch, and we're told that mm-hmm. Nigel Pearson is is coming along as the um, as is coming along as a guest speaker. So Wonderful. you know what? So. You know, you're absolutely right about the journalists. I think what you're saying about them, they're supplementary questions or they ask closed questions. They don't know how to re, re create an original question if somebody's already asked it because this question's suite is going to be the same most weeks. I mean, what question, if you get one chance to ask Nigel Pearson a question next Thursday lunchtime at Senior Reds, what are you going to ask him? Just one question. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna ask. I'd ask him um, how many players he thinks he's gonna bring in in the transfer window. And a supplementary. Um, might, and if he says, "Well, he's not gonna bring in a striker," um, I'd say, "Well, why don't you think you need a striker possibly to play next to Semenyo?" Um, and does that mean well, he's, he's, got Vyman, he's got Vyman and Martin? He's got Vyman and Martin. If you say Semenyo today has proved. He can't actually do it. But what what question are you going to ask him? Yeah, there's people on here that are texting. Um, you know, what what question would you like us to ask? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll ask him the question uh, that somebody on here puts. And and Red Robin said, "Oh, blow me in! Don't get kicked out of that lunch." Mind asking Pearson too many tough questions. You'll probably only get one. He won't like make it till dessert. Well, I don't. I don't. There's a lot of other people at the lunches as well as me. And, you know, he's going to be asked difficult questions. And, I mean, we were there one week when Ashton was accused of being a liar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is that person he been was. proved wrong? <laughs> you know, is that person is that person been proved wrong? Yeah. All right, you, yeah. you get some other people who, who, you know, crawl up the northern orifice. But th- that's not my style, never has been and never yeah. will be. Um, no. and, and if I get a, a, a chat, because the other thing you've got to do is make sure who manages the microphone. Yeah. Because we don't really hear any of this, you know, oh, hello, Steve. Thank you very much for letting us play in, in your stadium and paying money to do it. And how, what can I just say on behalf of everybody, how, how wonderful you are, Nigel? I don't want to hear any of that. Just. Well, I don't think anybody can say how wonderful Nigel is. I mean, it was interesting. I used this phrase uh, a couple of weeks ago because I quoted it from when Nigel joined and the bloke doing the co-commentary. I'm not going to remember his name, even though you told me a few minutes ago. The bloke doing the two co- the commentary, and this was after uh, 28 minutes when we were actually winning 2-1. And he said, right the way through the club, you know, the philosophy is playing front foot football, yeah? fast front foot football. Yeah, and he actually yeah. said that. So, <laughs> the 
we have shown even today and the way Semenyo played and just just that opening 20 minutes until the floodgates open we are i think we and i know you said the passing was rank and it was by and large today but i think we are playing a bit more enterprisingly than we were two months ago in that really bad november period when it looked like um you know um pearson's today, future was on the line yeah today was some of the best attacking football we played this season we yeah. look quick we look purposeful at times but we didn't do it enough and you can play like that but not defend you have to be able to do both so because you could i'm not being funny you could just kick the ball forward and play five up front and and you'd be you know you'd be okay attacking but you'd be conceding so many goals down the other end in professional football but there's some great there's some great questions coming in here yeah, uh, I mean, that, somebody said, Ian, somebody said, yeah, picking up on the questions coming in, somebody said, you're talking about, we talked about trance, you're going to ask him, are we going to sign a striker? I don't think we need a striker now, yeah, because I think between Vyman, Semenyo, Martin, Naki Wells, yeah, I think we've got enough firepower there to keep us up. Yeah, because what we don't want to be doing is losing. We don't want to be losing games three two. Yeah, we want to be scraping one nil by shoring it up at the back, and that is what you'd expect with having two former professional footballers who were defenders, not attackers. So I don't think we need anybody up front. I'm not saying we won't in the summer, but the rest of this season we should be signing you know, defenders. And what about, you know, do you think Ian Nigel would look at the loan market? What about getting a Steve Corker type in? Surely there's a very, very good, confident young man in a Premier well, League team that we could go for. Yeah, he's obviously woken up in the morning or been thoroughly hurt by the loan market before and he doesn't want to do it. And you look at some of the players that have been around the championship on loan. Uh, one today, Harry Wilson, you know, Fulham yeah. was the first club to sign him. From Liverpool, I think he was at was he at Bournemouth on loan, and then he was at Cardiff yeah. on loan, and yeah, yeah, Cardiff had him. Yeah, make a huge difference to your team. I mean, I love Mark's question, Mark Carter's question. Question for Pearson: You keep saying we are where we are. Where are we? That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a and Roy Buff. Will we stay up? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I won't quote that one. What's the three-year plan? Yeah, you know, Alan Payne said you can't play like we did today. Seven young, inexperienced players, um, and win championship matches. No, we did exactly the same thing against Huddersfield. Yeah, and that's why we lost that one three one. So I'm not seeing an identity. I'm not seeing a vision. I'm not seeing a real purpose. And I think a lot of the players that we've got down there are very confused. And if you look at the effect Pearson's had on and had and then contrast it to the effect Steve Cooper's had well, in Nottingham and, Forest. Oh, Nottingham Forest, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drew today, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and they beat, they beat well, Arsenal. They're, nice they're up there. They, when, he came, when, he, when he came in, they were bottom three, I think. They got 37 points now, so they're five points off yeah. the playoffs. Now, yeah. they haven't got – you look at their team, they haven't got world-beating fantastic players, 
But he plays the same system everywhere he goes. And he, he plays this 3-4-2-1 system. And we should have beaten him at Ashton Gate. We should have absolutely yeah. beaten him. But he came back, suicidal defending from Bentley and Baker. I think gave the penalty away, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And that is the type of thing that I, I'm seeing that um, – I'm not seeing mental strength. I'm not seeing physical, apart from Semenya, I'm not seeing physical strength. Uh, and, and I just, it, it worries me because I can't see how it's going to improve in the latter part of this season. What we've got now, 20 games left? Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's uh, game 26 today. Yeah, 20 games yeah, to go. 20, we've got 20 games left. I can't see how it's going to improve next season. And I think a lot of people, as I said earlier on, will we, say, yeah. do you know what? Season ticket, sponsorship, yeah, no, uh, we'll give it a miss. You, you get, you get everything right down there, you know. Make, and we'll get come some back. Stuff and, we'll... and then we'll come back. And and yeah, there's a lot more to do these days than when me and you were kids growing up. Oh crumbs, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we we it, we 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 any football fan, even those at the top of the bloody Premier League, yeah, they're critical. And you know, it's always easy to criticise City, and we're. You know, as we say on here, we tell it as it is, you know, and we'll we'll give the praise. But look, I mean, if you look at the league table, I mean, one club I want to say that's being held up, look at them and look at this Russell Martin and look at Swansea. Oh, we should have hung on to Jamie Patterson. Swansea, right? Okay, they played three games less than us. I hadn't looked at that. Swansea are just sat there two points behind us. But if you look at the league table, there are eight, no, sorry, seven points between us and... Hull, that's the bottom six. Hull, Cardiff, Reading, Derby, Peterborough, Barnsley. We will mm-hmm. have to be absolutely dog poo, right, if we're going to mm-hmm. drop down into the bottom three. I think Derby have got enough to pull out of it and their financial misdemeanors, we can talk about that for another day. Cardiff are dropping like a stone. Next week's game against Cardiff, they're all must-win games. The Ian... If we draw against Cardiff, no, let's say we lose against Cardiff, lose against Cardiff, and then perish the thought, two tough away games at Luton and Preston, yeah, and that we will be Luton's mm-hmm. next home game, yeah. So we could lose three in a row, and then that would mean we'd lost um, seven out of eight if we lost three in a row. Let's say we drew yeah. one, we'd have won one out of eight games yeah. four points We're, nobody's calling for Nigel Pearson's sacking because you know as he says it is what it is we are where we are but at what yeah, point but if Mark, if do we Mark get said, worried said, at what point do we get worried well I'm, I'm worried now um, okay I don't forget how I'm looking at Peterborough have got 19 points but they've got two games in hand do I think they'll win them? No. And they're 11 points adrift of us. Right? Yeah. But there are a lot of teams around us. As you say, Swansea have played three less games. Uh, Hull have played yeah. two less games. Cardiff and Reading have played one less game. Uh, so Preston are above us by two points. They've played two less games. So we've got to start winning games of football. That's what it's yeah. all about. And I don't care how we play. I don't care who plays. I don't care what formation we play. We have to come up with a way to win. And I can't pick the team, and nor can you. He won't let me. So 
at the end of the day, I don't expect us to compete again. Uh, sorry, I don't expect us to beat teams like Fulham. I expect us to compete in a professional manner with a game plan that's well thought out. And I didn't see that today. And I haven't seen that a lot this season. Um, and it's okay being terse uh, with the press and other people, but they've got a right to ask the question. And yeah. it's not going well. It hasn't go, gone well since he walked in the door. His win rate's abysmal. His win rate's abysmal. And his points rate's abysmal this season. It's better than last. But last was, he said himself, that, you you know, you, a season went on a month longer, we'd have been relegated. Yeah. So it, it can, is it an improvement on last season? Yes, it is. Is it good to watch? Very rarely. Were we better today in the attacking sense? Yes, we were. But we, our midfield and our defence was simply porous. So, a, 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 I, you know, you, a coach, manager, call them what you will, gets judged on results. Um, so, and we're not getting the results. How many How many games has he had now, Ian Pearson? How many games has he been uh, About 40. It's about 40 That's right, so it's 26 this season. And then, yeah, 26 this season now. And you're about, about 15, 15 last. Yeah, it's not a full, it's not it's a full season football. just yet. Yeah. It's about it's not 40 a full season just yet. No, Mark Carter's just said 42. Yeah, it depends if you... And Mark Carter's also him. said his record is worse than O'Driscoll and worse than Poulos. There you go, 10 wins, 23 defeats. Yeah, and that's his... If Nine you look goals. at his league record, I mean, his cup record's dreadful. So we won't even quote that. But, I mean, a- after the Millwall game, his record was played 39. And-, and I've taken the Middlesbrough game off him because he'd only been in the job about two hours yeah. before we did that. Played 39, won 10, drew 9, lost 20. 447 against 63. So a minus 16 goal difference. 39 points out of 117. So his win rate is 26%. And his point rate is 33%. So over the season, that would get you relegated on 46 points a lot of seasons. Some seasons you might just about survive. Yeah. No, it's his, depressing. His it, is, is, it is depressing. Worse than that now. So his, his record's dreadful. So it's all right, you know, when you're top of the league and, you know, okay. All right, Nigel, I see today you played, uh, 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 I don't know, a 6-1-3 formation. Well, yeah, we won 4-0. Next question. You can be like that yeah. then. Yeah, but when you're getting walloped, uh, and I've heard—I mean, I've, I've heard the snippet of what you said uh, after the game. Uh, but if you look at look at the cup this season, Forest Green, out we go. Janice scores yeah. two goals in that game, not seen since. Um, and and then against Fulham reserves, when we should have won the game in the ninety minutes, we get to the point where they can bring on a bit of quality and do us. So yeah. I'm afraid that I'm not seeing anything at the moment that is making me, and, and I've talked to an awful lot of City fans one way or another, and even the ones that are largely sometimes called happy clappies are beginning to scratch their head and and say, well... Well, that's why yeah. next weekend's game, Ian, that's why next Saturday lunchtime's game is important. Jimmy Mann said, 1979 said, I think he deserves to leave for selection. <laughs> Jada Silver at right wing back as advised by uh, uh, me. <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. I mean, look, 
I think we we still feel the majority of fans feel that we've got the manager that I haven't watched the documentary I'm going to but it's featured on um uh was it against all odds the one with Kasper Schmeichel uh which is talking about his career and I think it culminates with the Christian Eriksen thing but more than that why am I mentioning it that he said Leicester wouldn't have achieved anything that they did without Nigel Pearson you know now that is all about eight and nine eight years ago now yeah that's why he is being allowed the credit that that he's got I think Mark Carter with all his comments on here he's turning into like I was about Lee Johnson Mark so I know where you're coming from but uh you know I want him yeah, to succeed he's, yeah he's, I want him to yeah, succeed but as, they, as they say on uh, finance adverts, you know, past performance is no guarantee of future benefit. And no, well, your value of your investment may go up, down as well as up, and it's gone down. Yeah, I mean, I, was, down I, I think the, one of the reasons that he hadn't been, he hadn't been uh, sacked, it was two. He's had the, the bite with COVID, and they couldn't very well get rid of him with that. But I think the main reason is we don't want to pay off another manager. No. And he's got he's on a three year contract. What's he been here a year? So well, a he's, year got, recovery, he's got two years left. Probably cost us a million quid. We're paying him off even even gradually. It's going to cost us the same over a couple of years, and we have to bring yeah. in somebody else. And, and who do you bring in? No, no, so, I don't think there's going to be any. Ian, I don't think I don't think there is going to be. No, I don't, uh, I'm not saying there will be a change. I'm, I'm just saying that's why. Steve Lansdowne, because he'll make the final decision. It won't. Yeah. It won't be Richard or John. Um, that's why Steve Lansdowne is, is stuck with him now. Okay, yeah. we've got thirty points. We're eleven points clear of the drop. I would imagine the board are reasonably, reasonably relaxed, but they have to be disappointed with the results. There can't be anything else. You can't be pleased to lose. Um, yeah. So I, I think next week's game is absolutely massive and yeah, we've got to pick up the points against the teams around us and we've got to do that as soon as possible because we're we're one injury, one or two injuries away from a bit of a catastrophe. So, you know, please God, I'm wrong. We don't, you know, players don't get injured and we've got a chance to bring in some players, even if it's on loan. Because we which you know, which, he, which he's not going to do. I mean, do you, I mean, Jimmy Mann said on here, but who could improve this bunch of players? Which really means uh, that. Well, that's what Forrest said about Hugh. Yeah. Well, we yeah. can't blame you. I mean, these players are useless. And but Cooper's got to tune out. What Cooper's come in and done? All right, um, Ian, we're uh, we've done our hour and a bit. Um, Semenyo's performance today. Do you remember that performance? It was a match when. Uh, Lewis Carey and uh, Bradley Orr squared up to one another. I think it was against MK Northampton away. Was it when um, Dave Cottrell, though, yeah. he put in a startling performance? It was a Friday night game on television. Was it Northampton? Yeah, yeah. it was. You're absolutely right. That's Northampton, right. Northampton away. Yeah, it was I was on there. TV, bizarrely. You were there, bizarrely. Yeah. Um, and Wigan came along within three or four days of that and made a cheeky bid for Cottrell, Dave Cottrell, and bought him for, mm-hmm. I think it was about 1.2 million. And it was one of those that you thought, oh, great, we'll drive him there. Because although Cotts was a good player, he wasn't a great player. Another winger, actually. Um, do you think Semenyo's performance today, because they were top quality goals in a 6-2 defeat, yeah, yeah. 
Do you think somebody might come along and make a cheeky bid for Semenyo? Uh, they might make a cheeky bid, but we wouldn't take it. Richard Gould's interview last week that a lot of people picked up on was was basically a, what I call a signalling interview. It was a like a signalling negotiation. Well, yeah, you know, uh, serious bids uh, we we take notice of, uh, but there's never going to be a fire sale. We don't need to sell our best players. So that's basically signaling to clubs out there who think they're going to offer, I don't know, let's say a million quid or two million quid for Masengo or Semenyo. Uh, they are, uh, they're wasting their time. Now, yeah. we've also learned yeah. this week there's been no bid at all for Masengo. No. So the, the stuff about Freiburg have put in four to six million was rubbish. Poppycock, yeah. Uh, Watford actually, it was said that Watford offered more than that in the summer, and we turned it down. Now, yeah. in the summer, we, the powers that be knew where we were financially. So, if we were that desperate, we'd have taken the big. We should have taken it for a player. We'd have got our money back at the very least for a player that, on paper, until so it recently, more than, has got no goals, no assists. It yeah. was more than six, so we'd have got more than I think we we finished. I had a chat with Lee Johnson one day. He said, "What what was the number?" Because uh, it was being quoted eight million. I think it was one of these deals where it you know rise into eight million if he got France caps and scored so many goals and did this. But but Lee Johnson said it, no. He said it was about half that. So half that's four million. Yeah. So you know that's uh, if if you're saying. Would you take four million from Masengo tomorrow? I'd say, well, it depends what what you're going to spend the money on. Um, yeah, if you no, get, true, Ian. Yeah, if you can get three, if we quality can go players, out and get anybody. Well, we're not going to get. I think. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'd like us to focus on defensive stuff because conceding goals does appear to be the problem. Well, we're maybe a bit further to the closing of the window how about, next how about Saturday. Midfield? How about midfield? And defensive midfielder, if the fitness of Matty James, Andy King and Joe Williams is as yeah. flaky as what it appears to be, then yeah, we yeah. could do with... You, can't rely on, you, you cannot rely on... on unfortunately, sad to say it, because he's, he's... I mean, I'm not a kid, No, we're not so going to be able to rely on Joe. No, Joe, Joe Williams' Joe Williams' record is such that we can't rely on him. End of story. No, you can't rely on Joe Williams. You can't rely on Nathan either, who... You know, and how, is, what was is, Nathan's what was Nathan's contract that we gave him this summer? Was it one year with a two, two years? Two year, two year. Yeah. So he's out of contract in, a, in a, no, yeah. another year from. He's got another season at the end of this one. So yeah. I, I, I said it at the time. Uh, so it's not hindsight. I said it at the time. Great signing if we can keep him fit. And by that, I thought he might play. Well, I don't know thirty games. Yeah, uh, but he's going to get. He's going to get nowhere near that. that. No, he's not. Um, not so, this season. So it's, it's really sad. I, I, my own view, as I, I said before, we we do need a striker. I'd like somebody powerful and similar to Semenyo, and and then we can play with with pace on the break, real pace. Um, we could play with pace on the break. You can play Vyman in behind as a ten if you want, and that gives you that. But I, I still think I don't, Ian, we're not going to get a player better than what we've got with the money we've got available. Striker. We're not. Well, well, you'll get one quicker, Dave. And, and how do you know? How do you well, know? I don't think we are. I don't think we are. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, look, we can talk. Yeah. We can we're, talk don't about forget, that. We're, well, don't forget, we're shopping in League One. We're not shopping at Chelsea anymore. Richard Gould said no. that. Yeah. So 
we're, we're shopping in League One. Teams um, in 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 League One or bottom end of the Championship. In the case of Peterborough, they need they need the money. They need it more than we do because they haven't all got Steve Lansdowne figures that can out of push bail them out again. So. You know, well, I think, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Let's, let's wait and see. It's wait time. It's, it'd be, it'd be let's see what happens. One, be one, sale, one sale could set an awful lot of dominoes falling. And, you know, and, and one sale might not sale. even be this club because it could be Lloyd Kelly going, he conceded an own goal today. I exactly. didn't see that goal. But Lloyd Kelly going could give us two and a half million quid, which is, you know... Um, which would come in handy. It was interesting. The one transfer snippet that I caught this uh, week uh, listening to Talk Sport was the way they'd signed Coutinho and they were paying, they reckon, most of his 300 grand a week, but call it a quarter of a million quid. And they were paying him that for the balance of the season, which is 20 weeks, 5 million quid. But if he was the difference between Villa finishing in 17th and 16th, it was a self-funding because uh, they get you get 2.5 million quid for each uh, position you rise up the table. Not that the Villa are doing particularly well uh, against Man United as we say this. Well, we'll be back next Saturday. It's a lunchtime kickoff, but we'll be doing a live pod at six o'clock. I think we agreed that, Ian. Yep. So uh, yeah, thanks did. to everybody that has uh, listened and uh, thanks for all your comments on the text. But to uh, everybody, yeah, can, I think, have... can I just say, say thanks very much to a, a guy called Ian from Western Supermare. I'd meant to mention him for the last couple of weeks, but last time I was down at Ashton Gate, I met him in the coffee shop. And he said how much he enjoyed uh, how much he enjoyed the pod, and um, so I'd like to thank him for that. And it's, it's nice to get positive comments. And thanks for all the comments tonight because there are a lot of really good suggestions there that we can put Definitely. forward as questions to, to Pearson. And, um, and and yeah, can everybody stop we'll calling let you know him? How it goes. Yeah, stop we'll, calling. We'll, can people stop calling him noise just for me? You know, do it yeah. for me. Don't. Just call him no. Just call him Pearson, like we we do with other managers <laughs> or NP, NP, anything to do, but not yeah, not this or the, or the little or the little twat. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that was, it. you, it's always it's always good like, on a day like this. It's always good to see the project running around and then Lee Johnson's team conceding another late equaliser. Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good week. Speak to you all soon. God bless Cheers, you. Bye. Thank you for coming.